I'm just going with it. Hey, okay. strangers. <laughs> Take two. Yeah, we botched the Not the first the last, time you've heard that. We botched the last one. Um, I but, had the audio set wrong. It was using the laptop uh, speaker instead of our microphone. So good it, thing it, I so caught it that. It sounded even less professional than we yeah. usually sound. Sounded so. like we were recording in a tin can. Yeah. Anyway, was, welcome to this episode of The Strange Sesh. We were only eight minutes in, so yeah. it wasn't like you missed a whole lot. We no. didn't reveal any big secrets or anything. Mm-mm. Um. Okay, quickly, if you're just <laughs> tuning in for the first time and you don't want to sit through the first 20 minutes of chit-chat, <laughs> check the show notes because Kurt will uh, post the timestamp for when the actual topic starts. I will. He um, will. Are we sure we're, it's else. recording okay this time? We are. Yep, okay. I'm sure. Uh, shout outs. Wah, wah. No new strangers <laughs> since last time. We did have a stranger last night, but unfortunately, it was probably after like 6 p.m. when I go to bed. Who sure, stays sure. up that late? Who stays up past 6 p.m.? I think I texted you a screenshot at like 8. Oh, God. That was like two hours. Of sleep. No, I was probably <laughs> one hour asleep by 8 o'clock. Well, it cuts off the name when you take a screenshot, yes. though. So we don't know this like person's name. it's impossible to find it on the phone. But right. I can find it on my laptop. So we will give that person a shout out in the next episode. But for now. Sorry, person. No new members of the strangers. But do want to give two shout outs to two students I forgot last time. And those are Luna and Henry. And we talked about how cool their cool names, their names are. are. And how nobody, <laughs> nobody really had. None of my students are Kurt. Nope. No. But you do have you a know couple Kristas yeah. at school. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. There's a couple Kristas. I know a couple teachers that are Kristas. Not a lot of students, hmm. but teachers. So that might be one of those names that's not super popular anymore. I don't think it ever has been. Krista? I was the only Krista I knew growing up. I didn't growing up. Growing wow. up. <laughs> I never knew. I met like from other towns. I would meet someone. And they always had red hair. Which is weird. But no, I've never known another Krista personally. Like I maybe don't. I don't know if I went to high school with any Kristas. I don't remember. Anyway, mm-hmm. housekeeping. Uh, we are coming up on the season end. Mm-hmm. And oh, we apologize that this isn't a really Halloween episode. Oh, that's I'm trying right. to think of all the stuff oh. we did in our last recording that flopped. <laughs> take one. Take one. Yeah, <laughs> take one. Uh, yeah, this isn't very Halloweeny for a week before Halloween, no. but and I think it's because it's been so warm here and stuff. Like I didn't even I just forget it's even Halloween until Christmas. So you walk said into my house and, it's totally and uh, yeah, and it's out. totally Halloweeny. So this isn't a super <laughs> Halloweeny episode. So sorry. It's still interesting though, and we are coming up on our season end. Um, Special guest. Yeah, we have... This episode was originally about two kind of mysteries tied in with this topic, but it was getting super long. So I decided to break it into two parts. So the next episode after this, it will be a My Favorite Mini Mystery, where I will talk about the second part of this mystery, and we are going to have a guest... Uh, often co-host requested. And often requested. You know him. You love him. We love him. My brother Corey will be back for a mini mystery. It'll that, be K to the third power. Yeah, it's going to be K three. <laughs> that uh, we're good. Corey is researching that as we speak. So is he like right now at six fifty four a.m.? No, he's rese- okay. no, he's off today because they're going to Great America because I have to go Ooh. let their doggies out. At <gasps> is 5 it o'clock. like Fright Fest it's or fright, something? It's Fright Fest Ooh, at Great America. Exciting. I've never been there for. And neither fright have fest. I. I've no. only been to Great America once, and it was oh god, I've been there like a lot the, when I was a younger. Bowls when I was of younger. summer. The last time I went there, I went on every roller coaster. Mm. 
and I don't think I could do that now. Hell no. No, because I, I get... don't even know if I'd want to go on one roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> but Corey will be joining us for the next episode, Sweet. and maybe again later in the season. Okay. Hint, hint. I also wanted to quickly mention that I'm going to be migrating, hopefully over our winter break, everything to a completely different website platform. Um, so if you're wanting to binge during that time, I would suggest going to YouTube to do that because nothing will be interrupted on YouTube, but our RSS feed yeah. will be interrupted. Yeah. But it's going to be worth it. I just want to have control over our website and... I haven't been paying for our website. Someone else has. I want to square up with all and that. I and I think our be, website is still down when you go it is to down. it. So Luckily, the RSS feed works, works fine. Yeah. I don't think anyone... Maybe that's why viewers have declined is because they go there and they're like, oh, I don't see these why. guys are probably out of business. When you look at how or where people listen to our episodes, it's not through our website, no, though. That's it's true. mostly iTunes, Stitcher, stuff that's like true. that. One person went to our website and told me it was down. Okay. I'm like, well, we don't have anything on the website except the episodes. Yeah. Yep. So. And uh, I wanted to say that I generally wear my Dazed and Confused shirt for the recordings. But today, today I have a reason to because right after this episode, Chris and I are recording our side sessions episode all about Dazed and Confused. Yep. So if we're you, both really pumped about this. We are. We are. We're um, big fans of the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you have like a month before that episode comes out. So you have like a month to see it. Um. Spo- here's a little spoiler secret that a lot of people don't know. The first time I saw it, I didn't care for it. Really? Nope. Interesting. Nope. The first time I saw it, I did not care for it. And I bought the DVD before I watched it because I love Richard Richard Link- Linklater. Mm. And I was like, oh, that wasn't that good. And then mm. I watched it again and then I just fell in love with it. So, it's funny because some of like the main actors are terrible. They're not good actors. I think they are. Mitchie. I think Mitch is okay. He's we'll save okay. that. We'll you save that for the. Okay. We'll save that for the neck. For the. I we'll just. I, I think it's one that you have to. Yeah, you have to watch a couple times before you really appreciate. Yep. Like all the little nuances and amazing one-liners that are in the movie. But we'll save that for the side session. So speaking of, thank you again to all of our coffee supporters. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We have a monthly income, and it blows my mind. Yeah. Like so, we are Krista's going to buy a computer. I need a laptop so bad for this because both of ours are. No, this is zero isn't a, memory. No, yeah. The thing is, it's not a horrible computer, but it's got like. 32 gigs memory so mm-hmm. as more updates sneak on there i, I have it shut off but windows I have no is, updates at all windows is shady where they still slide some uh-huh. in slide uh-huh. some under the door and then i'm just running out of room and krista's running out of room so we can actually we actually have money now for a good computer and since a chair almost broke, broke out from underneath <laughs> Kurt, week. i want to order some chairs yeah. before Corey comes so i actually have a yeah, couple weeks if we have that. a guest co-host we don't want him to stand throughout i don't want to have to make him sign a waiver like yeah. you might get injured while you're here <laughs> yep. so yeah um, yeah, so thank you guys. I yes, mean, it's, thank you guys it's so much. It's just weird. People, I mean, <laughs> we have a monthly income crazy. from this. We have a monthly income. Um, should we jump into the taste test? Yeah, let's do it. Guess what? I'm gonna set up the camera. I'm gonna plug in the microphone. Okay. I'm gonna even hit record. I'm gonna get, today is gonna be Norwexican because we are doing a box <laughs> from the Mexican cho- uh, candy and a box of the Norwegian candy. So it's gonna be Norwexican. That's great. I love it. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's oh, do let's this. Let's do this. We're doing musical chairs. Okay. Ready? Ready, Freddy. You are witnessing me hitting record. <laughs> I am. It's oh. blinking, so I think we're. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're recording. Usually, it makes like a Yay. noise, but I'm just gonna trust that it's happening. Hi, video people. Oh, there we go. That was weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> it's like opposite of what you think it's happening. It is. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. 
our Norwexican. I got to take pictures. Taste test. Do you, yes. What do you want first, Nor or Wex or Mexican? Let's, let's do Mexican. No, let's do the other one first. Fine. Why do you ask? <laughs> there's, there's a reason why, as you will oh. see. This... We also have one from Coleman that we have to taste too. That's been sitting there for weeks. What is it? Just so you... It's like a big long. It's like a... maybe we tried it already. Did he send us two of those? If not, we'll do next week. Okay. Shoot. Are you ready? I'm ready. The first one is from Norway. I think they're Kit Kat-ish. Ooh. But they're called Kinky Lust Nudges. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> I thinking. Know. Okay. So what does this little post-it say? Oh, usually. See, usually. Are you sure there's no nuts in here? Pretty sure. I get so nervous about this. I'm not. Okay, hold on. I had a good run. If it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> if I um, go in an episode, think of the ratings. I swear to God, she said the ones she taped together like this. No, I think the ones she taped together are just taped together so we could try them both. I hope so. No, because there's one in there that I looked like at Kit that Kats. says on there hazelnuts for just just for Krista. Okay. I'm clearly. Very I think this looks like this. This. this looks it like totally a Kit looks Kat. like a Kit Kat. Okay. Yeah, I don't see any anything that. May contain nuts, it says, but that's cocoa solids. May contain nuts does not mean to me. I don't see I any. I can't even see this. <laughs> I'm like blind. Oh my God, my eyesight has really gone down in the past couple of years. What I could do. I'm just really nervous about like you dying, you know. I'd rather that not happen. You're more nervous about me dying than I am. Oh, I'm okay with it. It would probably be more horrifying for me than it would be for you. <laughs> True. I'm just saying. Yeah, this doesn't help me at all. Hmm. I mean, Kit Kats don't have nuts in them, if that's what this no. is sort of like. Huh. It's interesting. No, I don't see anything on their, the wiki about nuts. Oh, you Googled it? Yeah. Okay. Should we open it? Yeah. I think it's going to be like Kit Katty. Kit Katty. Wow. It's not they, easy to open. They seal Ooh. their stuff. It looks like a Kit Kat. How the heck? Ooh, look at this. It's like... It's like a, it looks like a super Kit Kat. How did you open yours? Pull... Yeah, like that. Pull... I had to pull these two things. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me take a picture of this. I'm going to do two of them. That's totally Kit Kat. Smells like a Kit Kat. Look at that. How do I show? See? It looks very Kit Katty. Ready? It has little birds on it. Mine look at the like It does have little bird like, like storks. Or some, storks? Yep. Okay, ready. Ready? Mmm. Mm. Mm, a mm -hmm. very Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chocolate's better though. Mm-hmm. Way better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yum. That is like a deluxe Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That's really good. Oh my god! I feel like it can, can only go downhill from here. Mm. I love Kit Kats. It's one of my favorite candy bars. Mm. I do too. Okay, but this is delicious. like a really, really good Kit Kat mm -hmm. with like good chocolate, like a gourmet Kit Kat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. I'm giving that a ten. I am cool. For sure. Not get any chocolate crumbs. Oh my god. Because, you know, ants probably like chocolate. Mm. Yeah, that is delicious. That is so good. Wow, this is really weird. 
Oh. Chef's kiss. Mwah. I would just like to say good luck to Xander. He just applied to um, oh. some, I don't know, a place that he wants to work maybe. I, lo- I lost my train of thought. but Xander, I, good luck. I wished him good luck. <laughs> good luck. I don't, I don't remember if he's, I think he's applying for a job or I don't think it's school. He's already in school. Mm. I say that because he's like a chef. So sorry, I botched that. Good luck, Xander. We love you. Okay. We do love you. That was super good. Yeah, 10 out of 10. I'm going to save that for later. 10 out of 10 for me too. Mm-mm-mm. This next All right, one. Mexico. Oh, you look. No, we saved this for last because it's a little lollipop. Ooh. That apparently is going to taste like watermelon. Yeah, but it's probably going to be spicy too. <laughs> probably. Because it can't just taste like watermelon. It has to be spicy it's watermelon. It's called Revana Ditas. Let me unclothe mine. Trying to take a non-blurry photo. Okay, why am I having super issues opening stuff today? I don't know if they can even see this. Oh, are you me today? Oh, this is weird looking. (laughs) This is not what I expected. Great. It looks like a prune on a stick. Oh, that's so weird. Let me take it. Oh, it smells like... Why does everything smell like a Fig Newton? (laughs) Is that bizarre? Do you think it smells like a Fig Newton? Oh, it smells... We're not going to like this. It this is like going to be like tomato sauce flavored again, and it's going to be spicy. It smells like a musty Fig Newton. Do you think it's going to be chewy or like <laughs> a sucker? I just don't want it to burn. Okay, you ready? I don't know. I guess. Oh, uh, I already don't like it. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> what the hell is this? Oh. Oh. This is. This is horrible. <laughs> Oh, see, remember I said it's gonna be like tomatoy and spicy. It's, tom- it's, it's tomatoy. It's it's super sour. This is very confusing, but we keep eating it. Ah, uh, no. uh-uh. oh, nope, oh. nope. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I just burnt my mouth. No, oh. I cannot. That's not good. No. Oh now, my god. Now I need to eat another piece of Kit Kat. That is right up there with a the dunder salt. Seriously. Oh my God, no! Oh God. That is a negative thousand. Yes. There is nothing redeeming about that. No. The color is kind of pretty. There's not even like a hint of any good flavor no. in there. That's awful. People eat that like intentionally. Do Mexican children like eat this? willingly? That was Ugh, disgusting. No. no. Oh, it hurts my it tongue. Was disgust- it does hurt your tongue, but ah. not in like a spicy way. It's so it's like, like it's sour. Painful. Yeah. Oh. Here, give me that. Give that to Corey Nick when he comes next week. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> the ones that we tried. Oh. Oh, did it just like end? Yeah. I bet the battery did. Hey, at least the taste test is over. Jesus. The- that might have even been worse than the Dunder Salts because the Dunder Salts did not hurt. They just tasted horrible. This like literally hurt my tongue. Oh. I thought it was just going to be a watermelon sucker. Very <laughs> I was thinking that was disgusting. Like that is, it's right up there with the dunder salt. You're right. It can't get any worse. Why are so many things like that weird tomatoey flavor? I feel like that was worse than the dunder salt. Like that's salt. not candy. Because the dunder salt was just like gross. This like hurt my tongue. 
Mm. I was trying to suck off the nastiness in a hope that there was something good underneath it, but there's just more nastiness underneath the nastiness. Nope. No, nope, oh, it was my tongue. It like feels weird. There's not. You're right. There's nothing redeeming about that. I, but you had. To, I ate more Kit Kat, and it was much better. That was so bad. I wish there were pecans in that thing, just so my throat <laughs> would have closed up, and I wouldn't have had to try that. Hmm. <laughs> Good times. All my right. God, that was awful. Okay. It was awful. What time are we looking at? Uh, twenty-five. But oh, that's dang. including yeah all the before stuff. I'm telling you, that'll help. <laughs> okay. Wow. Ugh. I'm literally getting what's afraid. What's funny is what's underneath this. There's there's another layer under here. You can see it, but I can't get through that layer <laughs> no, to I know cannot, what's underneath. I cannot oh, get through that layer. That's horrible. Horrible. Okay. I'm still eating my Kit Kat to get the taste out of my mouth. Grody. My Norwegian Kit Kat. Barf out. Gave me with a spoon. Those are all my Valley Girl references. <laughs> They're pretty good. Are we ready to jump into the main topic? I'm ready. For my entire life, up until this week, I thought it was Fatima. So did I. It's Fatima. Okay. That's At least that's what the internet says. I'm probably going to end up switching back and forth between the both of them because mm-hmm. in my head it's always been Fatima. Apparently I've never heard anyone say it out loud before. <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to be part one of our story about Fatima. Do you know a lot about this? I don't think so. I mean, I know like the gist, yeah. but I don't know details. It's interesting stuff. The story begins in 1916 in the midst of World War I when three shepherd children, Lucia Dos Santos, who was 10 years old, her cousin Francisco Marto, who was nine, and her other cousin Jacinta Marto, who was seven, were tending to their sheep one day in the town of Fatima. Wow, seven-year-olds tending to sheep. Right? <laughs> Fatima was a small village in Portugal about 70 miles north of Lisbon. They were in a field with their sheep when they saw a man who seemed to be made out of light appear. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. That's never good. He was described as, quote, a light whiter than snow in the form of a young man, transparent and brighter than crystal, pierced by the rays of the sun. The man told them that he was the angel of peace and asked them to pray with him, which they did. Hmm. A month or so later, the man appeared again in the field and asked the children to pray with him. They did, and the angel told them to continue praying and to make sacrifices as a way of bringing peace back to their country. According to an article on the Catholic Exchange website, quote, Lucy asked, how are we to make sacrifices? The angel replied, make of everything you can a sacrifice and offer it to God as an act of reparation for the sins by which he is so offended and in supplication for the conversion of sinners. You will thus draw down peace upon your country. I am its angel guardian, the angel of Portugal. Above all, accept and bear with submission the suffering which the Lord will send you. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Are they Catholic? Sounds Catholic. Very Catholic. (laughs) Fear, fear. (laughs) Basically old school. Yeah, old Mm -hmm. school Catholic Catholicism. Yeah. Then a few months later in autumn, the angel appeared once more. Lucy later wrote, quote, the third apparition must have taken place in October or towards the end of September as we were no longer returning for siesta. After our lunch, we decided to go and pray in the hollow among the rocks on the opposite side of the hill. To get there, we went around the slope and had to climb over some rocks. The sheep could only scramble over these rocks with great difficulty. As soon as we arrived there, we knelt down with our foreheads touching the ground and began to repeat the prayer of the angel, saying, My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. 
I don't know how many times we repeated this prayer when an extraordinary light shone upon us. We sprang up to see what was happening and beheld the angel. He was holding a chalice in his left hand with the host suspended above it from which some drops of blood fell into the chalice. Leaving the chalice suspended in the air, the angel knelt down beside us and made us pray. Then, rising, he took the chalice and the host in his hands. He gave the sacred host to me and shared the blood from the chalice between Jacinta and Francisco, saying as he did so, quote, Take and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ, horribly outraged by ungrateful men. Make reparation for their crimes and console your God. That just sounds like, so, <laughs> that's yeah. like threatening, like yeah. mean. And also, drink this blood and eat this body. Like, yeah. The concept is so bizarre. Once again, he prostrated prostrated <laughs> once, once again he prostrated not prostrated he prostate mm, once again he prostrated on the ground and repeated with us three times more the same prayer starting most holy trinity and then disappeared moved by a supernatural force which enveloped us we had imitated the angel in everything that is we prostrated as he did and repeated the prayers that he said we remained a long time in this position, repeating the same words over and over and over again. It was Francisco who realized that it was getting dark and drew our attention to the fact and thought we should take our flocks back home. I felt that God was in me. So these were their encounters with the angel of peace. These events with the angel weren't known until later because the children did not tell anyone about these visits until after the other events. Hmm. So I don't know. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um... I don't know. This is just so... Like, How old was the oldest one? Nine, uh, nine. Okay. Lucy. Lucy was the oldest one. And she No, she was 10. She was 10. Francisco mm-hmm. was nine. And Jacinta was seven. So you got 10, nine, and seven. Hmm. So young kids seeing this angel, the whole chalice, blood. Like, why ch- wouldn't they tell anyone? <laughs> I think I mean, he might have told them not, not to tell to. anyone because that kind of comes into the next part is that they were kind of told... Maybe don't tell some people some of this. This is like so. stranger danger. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Huh. Stranger ever appears in a field with a chalice full of blood, probably. Like, here, drink this. Probably don't drink and it, And don't tell I guess. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately tell someone. Yes. Uh, but this isn't really widely known. The angel of peace appearing to them isn't as widely known as the rest okay. of the story. Maybe that's what I'll be more familiar with. Because yeah. this isn't really ringing no, a bell for me. But it was just like a good preamble to the rest the of the story. To come. Yeah. Okay. So according to the website BlueArmy.com, in an article called The Story of Fatima, it says, quote, and that's where I pulled a lot of this from was that Story of Fatima article. It says, quote, on May 13th, 1917, the three children took their flocks out to pasture in the small area known as the Cova da Aria, or the Cove of Peace. After lunch and after saying the rosary, they suddenly saw a bright flash of something like lightning, followed quickly by another flash in the clear blue sky. They looked up to see, in Lucia's words, quote, a lady clothed in white, brighter than the sun, radiating a light more clear and intense than a crystal cup filled with sparkling water lit by burning sunlight. That's bright. Yeah. And this, was, this image was a person standing by a tree. The children stood there amazed, bathed in the light that surrounded the apparition as the lady smiled at them and said, Do not be afraid. I will not harm you. Lucy, being the oldest, asked her where she came from. The lady pointed to the sky and said, I come from heaven. Lucy then asked her what she wanted. The lady replied, quote, 
I have come to ask you to come here for six months on the 13th day of the month at this same hour. Later, I shall say who I am and what I desire, and I shall return here yet a seventh time. Lucia then asked if they were going to go to heaven, and they were told yes. They were told yes, she and Jacinta would go to heaven, but Francisco would need to say many rosaries first. Okay. So he must have been a naughty little boy. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Nothing like getting called out by the Virgin Mary there in front of everybody. The lady then said, are you willing to offer yourselves to God and bear all the sufferings he wills to send you as an act of reparation for the conversion of sinners? Lucia, speaking for all three, readily agreed. The woman then said, then you're going to have much to suffer, but the grace of God will be your comfort. It's a lot to put on three children. It is. And it's so... We're probably so innocent. It's so Old Testament. Yes. Like, I don't want to say... And we're not like bashing... We're not bashing Christianity or Catholicism or anything in this episode. It's just, it's really weird to me how fire and brimstone, yeah. like old religion, like Old Testament religion is, you know? Mm-hmm. More like fear, like like yeah. like operating on fear rather than than comfort. Right. Lucy recounted at the same moment she said these words, the lady opened her hands and streamed a light onto the children that allowed them to see themselves in God. The lady finished with a request saying, quote, say the rosary every day to bring peace to the world and the end of the war. With that, she began to rise into the air, moving quickly towards the east until she disappeared. That's creepy to me. Mm-hmm. And she just rises up and then vanishes off. It reminds me of the... like Glinda the Good Witch or it something. It reminds me of that that weird, that movie with Julianne Moore with the aliens. Weird movie. Julianne Moore with the aliens. I think it was Julianne Moore. Where, she, I just remember the one part where she's talking to somebody like in a field and all of a sudden the person is just sucked up into the sky and gone. What is this movie? It's such, such a weird movie. Hmm. I feel like I need to watch it now. Okay. We're gonna we'll Google it. We're gonna Google it right now. We're gonna pause. We're gonna Google it. Except for our coffee supporters, they get to hear us Google. Yes. <laughs> movie. Okay, and we're back. Found the movie. It is the Forgotten. I'm Julian. intrigued. I showed Krista the scene with the girl getting like crazy. sucked up, pulled into the sky. Kind of gave me the chills a little bit. Yeah, but that's kind of what this reminds me of. That this woman just like rises and then it just like vanishes into the. Into what would the be sky. worse, the person getting sucked into the sky or the person who witnesses? The person it? who witnesses it. Oh, well, I don't man. want to be the person sucked up into the sky either. I just pulled a curtain check to make sure my microphone is on. Because <laughs> you see me do that a lot during minutes the episodes. in, I check to make sure my microphone is on. <laughs> yeah, with that, with that, the lady rose into the air, moving towards the east until she disappeared. The children came together and tried to think of ways they could make sacrifices as the lady had asked, resolving to go without lunch and to pray the full rosary. Francisco and Jacinta received more support from their parents and Lucia, but the attitudes of the local inhabitants ranged from skepticism to utter contempt, and the children thereby suffered many insults. They would have much to suffer just as the lady had told them. So they did tell people about what was going on, and some people were just like like angry with them for like blasphemy. And, mm, and sure. The lady said that she would reappear again on the 13th of the next six months. So on June 13th, the children and about 50 people from town went out to the field. The children made their way to the tree, then saw a flash of light as the lady appeared. She told Lucy that she wanted her to pray the rosary every day and to learn how to read, and that later she would tell the children what she wanted from them. She then said she would reappear again in one month. So she came back the 13th the next month, 50 people came, and the children saw 
apparently the people didn't, but the children did. Mm. Um, according to one of the articles I read, it said, uh, like, the unusual phenomena that, that happened that were noticed when she appeared was, like, a thunderclap and a weird lightning and then a small white cloud which stopped for a few moments over the tree and then rose into the air and disappeared. So that's what everyone else saw? That's what the children said it was like. But, and I guess some other people said that's what they saw. But, but there's not a lot of factual... Woman? No. There's not a lot of factual accounts for, for... But the children saw the woman. Yes. And okay. they said it was that. It was the cloud which hovered over the tree and then rose in the air and a strange reflection of all the colors of the rainbow on the people in the tree for a little bit. That's okay. what the children said they saw. But the people didn't see anything. We'll get later. We'll get to we'll that. get to that later. Okay. Yeah. But this time it was only like 50 people from town that were probably like, hey, I got nothing. Nothing's on TV. Let's go see if this <laughs> yeah. woman appears in the field. In a letter from 1927, Lucy said that it was during this visit when she asked the woman if she could take them to see heaven. The woman replied, quote, I will take Jacinta and Francisco shortly, but you will stay here for some time to come. That's great. When they're like, oh, they'll be coming soon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you won't be. Jesus wants to use you to make me known and loved. He wishes to establish devotion to my immaculate heart throughout the world. I promise salvation to whoever embraces it. These souls will be dear to God like flowers put by me to adorn his throne. At this, Lucy started to cry and asked if she was supposed to lose her cousins and to be alone. And the lady replied, no, my daughter, are you suffering a great deal? Don't lose heart. I will never forsake you. My immaculate heart will be your refuge and the way will lead you to Didn't God. Didn't she tell them, like, you're going to suffer? Yeah, basically, <laughs> well, yeah. Why are you suffering? <laughs> yeah, and then she said, oh, your cousins are going to die soon, by the oh way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, or your cousins will die sooner than you. After well, that the... could be like 80 years Exactly. Now, After this, the lady vanished. Okay. One of the townspeople that were there for this event, a woman named Maria Carrera, said that at the end of the supposed visitation, Lucy cried out and pointed as Mary vanished. At this moment, there was a noise, and Maria said it was, quote, like a rocket a long way off. And Maria saw a small cloud hovering a few inches over the tree rise and move slowly towards the east. What year was this? 1917. Okay. There were rockets because it was World War One. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they. <laughs> you knew uh, where I was going but with this that. Maria Carrera did say that she saw something and heard something. Okay. At this, and there were only like fifty of them in the in the field at this time, but she says she did see something—a cloud and something that sounded like a rocket—a long way off. Okay. Those fifty people went back to town amazed and told everyone there what happened, and those people told other people. So you can guess what it was like on July thirteenth for the next visitation. Uh, as you can imagine, the uh, Fatima Holiday Inns were all booked up with people that wanted to come see what was going on. <laughs> T-shirts sold out. T-shirts were sold out. When July 13th... Whoa. Uh, I have 29.17. When July 13th, 1917 came around, the children once again went out to the tree in the field, this time with what is said to be 2,000 to 3,000 other people. Once again, the children could see the woman hovering over the tree, but they were one of the few that could see this. So apparently other people, people maybe could. could. Maybe other children? I don't know. Hmm. Lucia once again asked what the lady wanted, and Mary replied, quote, I want you to come here on the 13th of next month and to continue to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary in order to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war because only she can help you. Is she? Where is she on her learning to read task? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm um, just checking. But it's just, it's it's... Like the third every thirteenth, so they go out there and she's like, "Come back next thirteenth. Yeah, you know, I'll have something. More for you will be later. revealed then. 
Lucia then asked the woman who she was and then asked her for a sign so that everyone else gathered there would believe. The woman replied, quote, Continue to come here every month. In October, I will tell you who I am and what I want, and I will perform a miracle for all to see and believe. Lucy then made a few individual requests for sick friends in town to get better, to which Mary replied that she would cure some of them, but not others, and that all must say the rosary all during the year. Hmm. So... At one point during all of this, Lucy was heard by several people to gasp loudly as if in pain or fear. We'll get to that later, probably next episode. Okay. But shortly after this, it started to come out that the apparition had given children some secrets or prophecies about future events. Lucy told the other two children not to tell anyone about the prophecies, but word started to get out that the lady had bestowed some secrets upon the children. So maybe the not telling people that she gave us some prophecies or Mm -hmm. secrets that we're not supposed to tell. Maybe they shouldn't have been telling people. Because in August of 1917, on the morning of August 13th, when they usually go out to the field, the mayor of the town had kidnapped the children, interrogated them, and the next day he had led them into the public prison. Imprisoning them with the thieves, the children were threatened to be fried alive in a cauldron of boiling oil if they did not tell the mayor the secret. He sounds like a real yeah, stand-up like I'm guy. not a super religious They're guy, children. but I'm guessing that threatening to boil children in oil is not going to get you in the Virgin Mary's good graces. No, or you putting know? them in prison. Or, yeah, I'm hoping he got recalled for that those Something. shenanigans. For th- I don't know. But yeah, I was like, wow, because word started to get out that that he imparted secrets or prophecies or something on the children, and he wanted to know what the secrets were. Hmm. But then he eventually let them go because they did not, they would not tell him. And also their children. And also their children. But he's obviously <laughs> not a real good guy to start with. Alrighty then. So then he let them go. And uh, on the morning of cauldron of boiling oil, fried children. Okay. So then he let them go because they did, <laughs> not, children. They did not tell him the secret. On September 13th of 1917, same thing, huge crowd. The kids saw the flash of light and the lady appeared on the oak tree. She told the children to continue saying the rosary and to constantly pray. She said that next month she would provide a miracle so that everyone would believe. I was going to say something, but we'll get to that towards the end. Okay. It's just, it's interesting to me that like if they were faking this, they keep giving a date. They're like, October, come back in October, mm-hmm. come back in October. So the fact that something apparently did happen in October is weird to me mm-hmm. that like something happened. So now we get to October of 1917. By October, this whole story was super well known. It wasn't all good though. The news had reached the secular press and there were tons of articles making fun of the children, calling them liars and a lot of cruel satirical articles. This time in October, tens of thousands of people from all over the country made a pilgrimage to the field. Not going to lie, I probably would too. I'd be like, I got <laughs> yeah. to go see what's Just going check on. It out. I got to yeah. go see what is going on. According to the Blue Army website, the children reached the oak tree around noon and then saw the flash of light as Mary appeared before them. For the last time, Lucia asked her what she wanted. The lady replied, quote, I want to tell you that I want a chapel to be built here in my honor. I am the Lady of the Rosary. Continue always to pray the Rosary every day. The war is going to end and the soldiers will soon return to their homes. Again, Lucy made requests for cures, conversions, and other things in town, and the lady's response was, some yes, but some no. They must amend their lives and ask forgiveness for their sins. Sister Lucy said at that 
It's Sister Lucy. Uh, she, she becomes a nun later oh, in life. So okay. it says, Sister Lucia tells us that at that point, Mary grew very sad and said, quote, Do not offend the Lord our God anymore because he is already so much offended. Then opening her hands, she made them reflect on the sun. And as she ascended, the reflection of her own light continued to be projected onto the sun itself. After she disappeared, the people witnessed the great miracle which had been predicted. So now we get to the miracle of the sun. Estimates of the number of people present there range from 30,000 and 40,000 to people saying that there were over 100,000 people in that mm. field. Um, there was a person named Avlino Avil- de Alameda who wrote for the O Seculo, which was a secular paper that made fun of the children and he wanted to come there because he was basically going to say this was just nothing. Yeah, so he was hopes. there he was there saying that you know just to kind of debunk the whole thing mm-hmm. he said that there were at least 100,000 people there and another a person named lawyer Dr. Jose Almeida Garrett said there were at least 100,000 people there <laughs> his name was lawyer doctor lawyer by lawyer Dr. Jose yeah okay. he's a jack of all trades apparently <laughs> wow <laughs> But there were at, at least, like, the, the lowest count would be 30,000, like, the, the, the population so of Manitowoc, wild. the population That's of Manitowoc crazy. in this field. And there's pictures of this. Like, uh, it's going to be in our teaser picture. Um, I will show Like, you. pictures of the crowd? Yeah. I will show you, like, in one second here. Like that. Oh, geez. It's like Woodstock. That's exactly what I thought when I looked at it. It's it like, like Woodstock. Woodstock. There are just people, like, everywhere, hmm. okay. all looking a certain direction. Mm-hmm. So estimates of the number range from 30,000 to 40,000 up to 100,000 and possibly more. Various claims have been made as to what actually happened during the event. According to many witnesses, after a period of heavy rain, the dark clouds broke and the sun appeared as an opaque spinning disk in the sky. It was said to be significantly duller than usual and to cast multicolored lights across the landscape, the people, and the surrounding clouds. The sun was then reported to have careened towards the earth before zigzagging back to its normal position. Witnesses reported that previously wet clothes became suddenly and completely dry, as well as the wet and muddy ground that had been previously soaked because of the rain that had been falling. Not all witnesses reported seeing the sun dance. Some people only saw the radiant colors. Some people saw um, uh, the sun move a little bit, but several people saw nothing. Hmm. You know, some people saw stuff, some people didn't. The event is reported to have been seen from as far as 15 to 25 miles away, and this kind of rules out the possibility of any type of collective hallucination right. or mass hypnotism. I mean, it means something happened. This comes from an October 10th, 2017 article on the Blue Army website called, quote, Witness to the Miracle of the Sun by Alice, by a woman named Alice Israel. She writes, quote, Fatima has a special place in my heart because of my father, Dominic. His birthday was May 13th, and he was 17 years old at the time of the apparitions. He was at the Kova in Fatima with his parents on October 13th when the great miracle of the sun is said to have occurred. His parents, Manuel and Rose, talked about going to the apparition site when they heard that a miracle was supposed to happen. They lived 100 miles from Fatima in a village near Porto. They made the decision to go on October 11th and left on the train the next morning. The Portuguese government at the time was very anti-religious and the authorities were opposed to the faithful gathering at the Cova. Priests could not talk about Fatima in their churches because of the government. Hmm. When they arrived at the Cova, there were soldiers trying to block the people. 
My father was injured by a bayonet puncturing through his left hand as he tried to protect his father from the charging soldiers rushing towards the crowd of people. Wow. My father said there were so many people pushing forward that the soldiers finally gave up. They were able to move closer and were about 75 to 100 feet away from the oak tree where the children were kneeling. He believed Our Lady was standing on the small oak tree because the branches and leaves bent forward during the apparition. They knew that Our Lady was talking to the children because they could see Lucia talking back to the nothing. Like she was taught, they mm. could see like the the the, leave, the the branches bend down like something was on there, and they could say they could see Lucia talking to it, but they couldn't see anybody there or hear anything. Or hear anything. The rains were heavy all morning, and now it was raining harder. He stayed close to his mother and father, as my father described it. There was a good three inches of water where I stood, and mud was caked on the ground. I was soaking wet. Then around noontime, the sun started breaking through the clouds, and we could see the sun. Now it was raining, just like when you open a faucet in your house. Rain. And then suddenly the rain stopped. The sun started to roll from one place to another, changing blue to yellow to all colors. Then we see the sun come down towards the children, towards the tree. Everyone was hollering out. We were all so afraid. Some started to confess their sins openly before everyone. Even my mother grabbed me to herself and started to cry, saying, Dominic, this is the end of the world. I could look at the sun without any pain in my eyes. Everyone around me was making a tremendous noise. Because of all the noise, I was looking at the crowd as the sun was actually falling. It had turned upon itself and fallen down. I could feel the heat because it was coming so close. At that moment, I saw the sun on my left shoulder. It was on my shoulder and I could have touched it. The people around me were very much afraid that this was the end of the world. Then the sun went back up into the trees where the little children were, and within minutes the children got up and turned towards the people. Lucy said that everything is going to be all right. Pray and pray hard. Pray the rosary every day for sinners around the world, and that God was very much offended. Within minutes, the sun went back to the way it came in. As soon as the sun went back to the right place, the wind started to blow really hard, but the trees didn't move at all. In a few minutes, the ground was completely dry. Even her clothes had dried and looked as they had just come back from the laundry. I believed. I thought either I'm out of my mind or this was a miracle, a real miracle. So it's interesting when you get like an actual report from somebody mm -hmm. that was there I'm or from somebody whose dad was yeah. there. I'm trying to understand, are they saying that the sun, like, became this small sphere that was, like, moving? Because we all know the sun. Oh, yeah. We'll, would burn we'll everyone get to that. alive. We'll get to that when we talk okay. about, uh, talk about like, theories and stuff. But this is what everybody said. And here's a couple more... Um, eyewitnesses? Eyewitnesses that I found from people that saw it. Somebody else wrote, quote, The silver sun, enveloped in the same gauzy gray light, was seen to whirl and turn in the circle of broken clouds. The light turned a beautiful blue as if it had come through a stained glass window of a cathedral and spread itself over the people who knelt with outstretched hands. People wept and prayed with uncovered heads in the presence of a miracle that they had awaited. The seconds seemed like hours, so vivid were they. Somebody else said, the sun's disk did not remain immobile. This was not the sparkling of a heavenly body, for it spun around on itself in a mad whirl when suddenly a clamor was heard from all the people. The sun, whirling, seemed to loosen itself from the firmament and advance threateningly upon the earth as if to crush us with its huge fiery weight. The sensation during those moments was terrible. Somebody else said, I feel incapable of describing what I saw. I looked at the sun, which seemed pale and did not hurt my eyes for some reason. Looking like a ball of snow revolving on itself, it suddenly seemed to come down in a zigzag fashion towards the earth. Terrified, I ran and hid myself among the people who were weeping and expecting the end of the world at any moment. 
So there's, crazy. there's people it's like that, chaos. Yeah, it is like chaos. Like people, but you know, the thing that's weird is like some of them seem good and some of them seem bad. Like mm-hmm. some of these people are like, were freaked out with that. They thought yeah. the world was ending, that the sun was going to hit the planet, you know. But they all are describing something really similar. Yeah, they are. The first newspaper to report on the miracle on a full front page was the anti-Catholic Freemason newspaper in Lisbon called O Seculo, who went there in an attempt to embarrass the children and the believers. That's what the one That's I mentioned before. Yeah. Okay. Instead, the reporter there ended up stunned by what he had witnessed. The reporter, who was a hardcore skeptic, wrote, quote, From the road where the carriages were crowded together and where hundreds of people had stayed for want of sufficient courage to advance across the muddy ground, we saw the huge crowd turn towards the sun, which appeared at its zenith, clear of the clouds. It resembled a flat plate of silver and was possible to stare at it with the, without the least discomfort. It did not burn the eyes. It did not blind. We would say that it had produced an eclipse, but it hadn't. Then a tremendous cry rang out, and the crowd nearest us was heard to shout, Miracle! Miracle! Before the dazzled eyes of the people whose attitude transported us to biblical times and who dumbfounded, heads uncovered, contemplated the blue of the sky, the sun trembled and made strange and abrupt movements outside of all cosmic laws. So this was somebody that went there not to, you know, right. and to ridicule it. And, and he says that this happened. That this feels he, extraterrestrial. It me. does. I mean, it kind of, it does. Uh, so it's just weird. I like that the person that went there to like yeah. debunk it ended up being like, no, this happened. And I saw the sun move around, mm. you know, according to the website ignitiumtoday.com, quote, and I mentioned him before. No, this was somebody else. Dr. Jose Maria de Alameda Garrett, a science professor at the Faculty of Sciences and... Blah, 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 start all over here. It's not Dr. Lawyer? lawyer I, doctor. This might be the lawyer doctor, but this is a science professor. So he maybe he's just... A regular old doctor? Or not or a professor. Doctor. Maybe he's a lawyer, a professor, and a doctor. Maybe he's... <laughs> trifecta. This is trifecta. Doctor threat. Dr. Jose Maria de Alameda Garrett, a science professor at the Faculty of Sciences of Coimbra, Portugal reported something similar, saying, quote, During the solar phenomenon, which I had just described, there were also changes of color in the atmosphere. Looking at the sun, I noticed that everything was becoming darkened. I looked first at the nearest objects, then extended my glance further afield as far as the horizon. I saw everything had assumed an amethyst color. Objects around me, the sky, and the atmosphere were all of the same color. Everything both near and far had changed, taking on the color of old yellow damask. People looked as if they were suffering from jaundice, and I recall a sensation of amusement at seeing them look so ugly and unattractive. I looked at my hand, and my hand was the same color. Then, suddenly, one heard a cry of anguish breaking from all the people. The sun, whirling wildly, seemed all at once to loosen itself from the firmament and blood red, advanced threateningly upon the earth, as if to crush us with its weight. The sensation during those moments was truly terrible." So, yeah, and that was pretty much the last event. Francisco died on April 4th, 1919 during an influenza epidemic, and Jacinta died on February 20th, 1920 from pneumonia, leaving Lucy as the only one of the three left. Lucy later jo- predicted that they would yeah, die before her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucy later joined a convent in Spain and became a nun. That's interesting. It is. Uh, Lucy died... This this surprised me. Uh, Lucy died February thirteenth, two thousand five. Dang! So she lived a long life. Wow. Like I, for some reason, I assume that like they all died back in like forties or fifties, but she lived until two thousand five. So she was over a hundred, right? She was 10? no. She was born in nineteen oh seven. 
Yeah, 1907 to 2005. Oh, so she was like 90, 98. 98. Yeah. Wow. Sister Lucy had been blind and deaf and ailing for some years prior to her death. She God, died. Could you be, imagine being blind and deaf? No. She died at the Carmelite convent of Santa Teresa in Coimbra, where she had lived since 1948. The day of her funeral, Pope John Paul II and the future Pope Benedict XVI said that she would go to heaven. I don't know. Apparently they can say if you're going to go to heaven or not. I don't know why she wouldn't. Yeah, right. February 15th, 2005 in Portugal was declared a day of national mourning at her death. On February 13th, 2008, the third anniversary of her death. Wait, she died on the 13th? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, she died on February 13th. So it's kind of weird. What's with the 13th? Yeah. On February 13th, 2008, the third anniversary of her death, Pope Benedict XVI announced that in the case of Sister Lucia, he would waive the five-year waiting period established Mm -hmm. by ecclesiastical law before opening a cause for beatification. And then... On February 13th, 2000, a lot of 13s. Mm-hmm. On February 13th, 2017, Sister Lucy was accorded the title Servant of God as the first major step towards her canonization to eventually join Francisco and Jacinta, who were canonized by the Pope in Portugal on May 13th, 2017. So those two were canonized, and I, I, don't, I couldn't find out if uh, Lucy was canonized by now, if she was made a saint by now. I yeah. believe she probably was if this was like 2017. But yeah, so there we go. Wow. That is the story. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 13th definitely has a significance. But what, what we're going to get more to the next episode is at, at one of the 13ths of the month when they were there where people said they heard her gasp mm. is when they were supposedly shown three prophecies that that w- those were the secrets given to them, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of. Is that what you're going to go into in, in the... the next episode? Okay. Are the prophecies of Fatima? Okay. There's a lot oh. of stuff about those. Okay. So we're going to get more into that, but this one I just wanted to focus on the miracle of the sun mm-hmm. and the, the children. In the, yeah, the, the theories around that. Okay. And of course, I have two basic theories. Theory number one: it didn't happen. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of the skeptical websites I go to said it was something called a sun dog. That's an atmospheric optical illusion associated with the reflection or refraction of sunlight by the numerous small ice crystals that make up clouds. But it doesn't explain the sun moving in yeah, the sky. And is this a common occurrence? Yeah, I've seen sun dogs, and okay. it's actually really cool. There was one day, God, I was in Green Bay, and I think Aaron and I might have been geocaching. And we're looking at it. We're looking at the sun, and we're like, "Look at the sun! It's weird. It looked like it was shooting beams down from it and up from it." it but just, it wasn't cloudy because you see that all the time. It was a no. This it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It looked okay. just weird. Okay. And then uh, I looked it up on Google, and that was something called a sun dog. I'll have to Google it. But I don't know. I mean, a. It doesn't explain a lot of the stuff. It like doesn't explain that the movement of the sun. Right. And B, they kept saying. October 13th, we're going to make something happen. What are the odds that this would happen at the exact moment when you have 100,000 witnesses like looking at it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler, this one, I don't know what I think about. I really don't. I went into this one thinking that I was going to end up skeptical about it, but I don't know. It's hard when there's so many witnesses. Yeah, but that, that is one of the theories is that it was a sun dog or... 
Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Like the, the, it almost the, looks like the a first two, like a camera flare, like flare. lens flare. Yeah, yeah, that's that really was cool, it. Was actually. weird because Aaron and I saw one that was like super vivid, and we're like, wow. Yeah, that doesn't really explain the movement, though. I could see how if you saw that back in the day and you were like, whoa. Yeah, but <laughs> wh- how, what, what are the odds of that happening at the exact moment that they right. say that the, the woman appeared? Hmm. Uh, what were some other ones were, it was just a lot of like weather events. Sure. You know, which I get as a reason, but, but again, it's the, also the happening. the coincidence of it happening at exactly that Exactly when they said it would happen. And none of them explained the sun moving. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that is A is Sundog. So how come or, some people didn't see anything? Though? I don't know. Were they the people just covering their heads, not looking because they were scared? No, because there were some people that said they looked and saw nothing. Mm. Uh, so that's A is Sundog or other atmospheric phenomena. Yep. Don't really buy that one. Yeah, no, not really. The, the other one that it didn't happen is Mass Hysteria. From a May 2nd, 2013 article on Live Science called, quote, The Lady of Fatima and the Miracle of the Sun, the article says, quote, Not everyone reported the same thing. Some present claimed they saw the sun dance around in the heavens. Others said the sun zoomed towards Earth in a zigzag motion that caused them to fear it might collide with our planet or more likely burn it up. Some people reported seeing brilliant colors spin out of the sun in a psychedelic pinwheel pattern, and thousands of others present didn't see anything unusual at all. Hmm. The fact that different people experience different things or nothing at all is also strong evidence of a psychological explanation. No one suggests that those who reported seeing the miracle of the sun or any of the miracles at Fatima or elsewhere are lying or hoaxing. Instead, they very likely experienced what they claimed to, though their experiences took place mostly in their minds. Mm. Here was likely an element of mild mass hysteria involved where one person sees something and gets excited about it and others feed off it and start seeing similar things themselves. This is neither dangerous nor uncommon. Mass suggestion can be very powerful, and it's not difficult to find examples in which the religious mind sees images that may not really exist. How does that explain people who witness stuff from miles away that I know, and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that in a little bit too. So yeah, but but I get that, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. know. I can't say no to that. Like, if you tell me you see a ghost standing in the corner there, am I going to automatically see what you see? Probably not. But if you're also super religious, I feel like you're more susceptible to the I suggestion. I think it depends on your personality in general. Yeah. Are you impressionable? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get I get that. But if I had to pick, I, I could see it partially being... Um, I can't rule it out. Mass hysteria. No. Yeah. Another one uh, that people say for it didn't happen is mass hallucination. So I don't, I don't know about that. How does it that like work? It's like the same thing. Yeah, but people said that maybe what one of the dumb the theories I though? said was that they were burning opium or something near the fields, that people were high and, and seen this thing. Mm. Um, so I don't know. But then how does that explain people who were miles away that were not even thinking of the event at that time saw something happen in right. the sky or, or the sudden drying of people's rain-soaked clothes? How does that... You know, photographs from that day do show the sky being cloudy and the ground appearing to have had some rain, but nowhere near a flooding or inches of rain. So maybe the clothes just dried from eventual evaporation. They were out there for hours. Yeah, they were. So maybe, but some people said made it sound like the clothes drying was almost like an instantaneous Instantaneous. thing. Hmm. So I don't know. And, uh, and one of the other ones, it's a hoax. 
from an article by a pretty famous skeptic called Joe Nickel called The Real Secret of Fatima. He writes, quote, Born on March 22, 1907 to Antonio and Maria Santos, Lucia was the youngest of seven children. Five years younger than her next oldest sibling, Lucia was a petted and spoiled child. Her sisters fostered in her a desire to be the center of attention by teaching her to dance and sing. At festivals, Lucy would stand on a crate to entertain an adoring crowd. Among her other talents was a gift for telling stories, fairy tales, biblical narratives, and saints' legends, which made her popular with village children, as well as an ability to persuade others to do her bidding. She'd be a good cult leader. Mm-hmm. Two years before the famous series of apparitions occurred at Fatima, eight-year-old Lucia and three girlfriends claimed to have seen apparitions of a snow-white figure on three occasions. Lucia's mom called those experiences, quote, childish nonsense. The following year, Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta were three times visited by an angel. That was the angel that they saw in the field. Lucy's background is revealing. The seeds of her later visionary encounters were clearly contained in her childhood experiences and in her obviously fantasy-prone personality. Her charismatic ability to influence others drew little Francisco and Jacinta into the fantasy. As Zimdar Swartz, I don't know who that is, says of Lucia, it is clear that she played the leading role in the scenario of the apparition. All accounts agree that she was the only one of the three seers to interact with both her vision and with the crowd, carrying on conversations with both while her two cousins stood silently by. She has said, moreover, that and probably not incorrectly, that Francisco and Jacinta had been accustomed to follow her directives before the apparition began, that they turned to her for guidance afterwards, and that it was her who convinced them that they had to be very careful in their experiences. Further evidence that Lucia orchestrated the fantasy and manipulated the other children is provided by certain incidents. For example, when Jacinta first told the story, she stated that the Virgin had said many things she was unable to recall, but, quote, which Lucia knows. Lucia's own mom was convinced that her daughter was, in her words, quote, nothing but a fake who is leading half the world astray. Jeez. So it's kind of a harsh okay. thing to say about your Mom's daughter. throwing you under the bus. But, yeah, so... Hmm. Uh, and one of the biggest reasons people say it didn't happen, it's not physically possible. In his book, The God Delusion, author Richard Dawkins writes, quote, On the face of it, mass visions such as the report that 70,000 pilgrims at Fatima in Portugal in 1917 saw the sun tear itself from the heavens to come crashing down upon the multitude are harder to write off. It is not easy to explain how 70,000 people could share the same hallucination but it is even harder to accept that it really happened without the rest of the world outside Fatima seeing it too. And not just seeing it, but feeling it as the catastrophic destruction of the solar system, including <laughs> acceleration forces sufficient enough to hurl everybody into space. Obviously, the sun did not dance and plunge into the earth. We know the sun is billions of times bigger than the earth. If the sun plunged to the earth, there would be no earth. Right. Clearly, there was no miracle of the sun at Fatima. And theory number two, it happened. And so many people claim to have seen something. It's just hard for me to write it off as... I feel like something happened. Yeah, it's hard for me to write it off as some kind of mass suggestion. I just can't. Um, Especially when people who weren't there witnessed it. Yeah, exactly. From an October 9th, 2017 article on spiritdaily.com called, quote, How Did the Sun Do What It Did at Fatima? The article says... 
We know it didn't actually move, for such a drastic astronomical event would have been reported with apocalyptic tonality worldwide. Mm -hmm. Witnesses certainly would not have been confined to the apparition site about 90 miles north of Lisbon at the Cova. No, this was a miracle of perception. The senses of the people, their consciousness, like those of the seers, were temporarily taken out of this reality. One blogger speculated that the miracle itself simulated how the sun would appear if the axis of the earth shifted. I have witnessed the, quote, miracle of the sun a number of times during research over a quarter century, including in France, at Lourdes two years later, at Batania in Venezuela, near Ecuador in Ireland, and uh, Medjugorje, 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 Medjugorje. <laughs> but Medjugorje is a big one. That's like a big... That's another one that's almost as big as Fatima, where mm. people witness the sun dance. I think it's Medjugorje. We might, we're probably going to cover that at some point. At Zaravanyasta in Ukraine and other places where Mary is said to have appeared. It's a case whereby those who are at certain sanctified spots are perception-wise, quote, taken for a short while out of normal physical parameters, and they see whatever it is that God ordains them to see behind the veil of physicality. So basically that's saying that you're not seeing it actually happen, mm-hmm. but God is making you see it's like a vision. what you want to see, mm-hmm. which is the only explanation for that because the sun did not dance around in the right. sky. You right. know, was God making people see them that the sun dance around in the sky? I don't know. Going on from this, a 2017 article from Crux Now called, quote, Fatima and the Atheists says, says, quote, no, they really did see the sun spinning, being yanked from the sky and plunging to earth, but the way they saw it was with some other capability than the usual kind of vision. They saw something in the same way that the visionaries see the Blessed Virgin, who is not there in a normal physical way. Yet the visionaries report that the characters they see do seem to be physical and solid. The seeming reality of what they see means this was not an ordinary hallucination. Furthermore, the miracle could not have taken place within the perception of the witnesses because the phenomena was witnessed elsewhere. Marian researcher Donald Foley records that the poet Alfonso Lopez Vieira, who lived over 30 miles away from Fatima, witnessed the phenomenon. He wrote, quote, On that day, October 13, 1917, without remembering the predictions of the children, I was enchanted by a remarkable skeptical in the sky of a kind I had never seen before. Foley tells the story of a young boy named Ignacio, who was a school child of nine when he saw the miracle at a village about 12 miles from Fatima. He described how the children and their teachers were called outside by a commotion in front of the school to see the miracle of the sun. He tells of how he could look at the sun, which looked like, quote, a ball of snow turning on itself before it suddenly came down in a zigzag towards the earth. As he says, quote, during those long moments of the event, objects around us turned all the colors of the rainbow. We saw ourselves blue, yellow, red, etc. All these strange phenomena increased the fear of the people. After about 10 minutes, the sun, now dull and pallid, returned to its place. When the people realized that the danger was now over, there was an explosion of joy and everyone around joined in thanksgiving and praise of Our Lady. The miracle was also seen by sailors on a British ship off the coast of Portugal. Foley recounts an experience in England. He gave a presentation on Fatima at a college in England and was told by one of the teachers that her grandfather saw the miracle from his ship and wrote about it to his wife without understanding what it meant or its significance. Hmm. So that's all I got. That's that. The, the, what do you think of this? I still think extraterrestrial is actually a possibility. I didn't put that down. Uh, there are some people that said that, but I didn't have that in theories. I probably should have. Because, uh, so you've seen the movie Contact, right? Yeah. 
Jodie Foster interacts with an extraterrestrial at the end of the movie who presents itself as her as father. As her dad, yeah. So, I mean, is it without reason to think that an extraterrestrial could present itself as Mary? As a religious figure. Yeah. And the what they think is the son doing all this is actually just a craft? It's, it's possible. I mean, that was one of the theories. I just didn't put it in here because yeah. I couldn't find a lot about it. Mm-hmm. But... Why why just then? Why hasn't it done it since? What was Well it sounds like there's been many events like that though. Yeah, but you've I figured like if that if they did that, what was the purpose in aliens doing that? I don't know. To make the war end? I don't know. Um and why don't they do why, it right what now? What is their purpose for why what isn't they're there doing? like a bigger one right now where people with their cell phones can if you if you look at Miracles of the Sun on YouTube, you're going to find a bunch of videos of this happening apparently around the world. Mm. Like there's one where I was you're looking at the sun and it looks like it's flickering, but it's obviously like the camera mm-hmm. flickering that they're recording it with. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those situations where I tend to be a skeptic about anything that's on YouTube like oh, that. Sure. But there are people yeah. like Medjugorje is a big one. Is that's, that's like a big Miracle of the Sun visitation of the Virgin Mary. So we're going to talk about that at some point. Yeah, I don't know what my actual, like, I don't know what I would land on as an actual explanation for it. I feel like nothing really fits perfectly. The hoax thing, I don't, the hoax thing, though, like, once you think at some point, she would be like, yeah, I kind of faked all that. Especially since she's a nun. Yeah, but if you're, if you're that confident in your beliefs and you want people to believe, Hmm. you're maybe going to go along with a lie because you want people to convert to Christianity or Catholicism. Hmm. Did people? probably i don't know if i had to pick one of them i just i find it i find the hoax thing hard because people did see things yeah that you know, i find it hard too. the people the guy on the sh- on the ship or whatever that wrote about it to his wife that didn't realize that he was talking about what happened at fatima mm-hmm. uh the person that saw the the tree limbs bend down like somebody was standing on them if i had to pick one of the explanations i would go with mass hysteria where enough people are saying like, I see it, I see it. And other people, like right. you said, peer pressure where other people are like, oh, I see it too because I don't want to be <laughs> left out. Right. And fear can do some crazy stuff with your it can. perception of yeah. reality. Yeah, and... it totally can. And then as if people around you are freaking out because they think the sun is crashing to earth, they're going to freak out. Mm-hmm. So that is probably one of the only one. It's probably my favorite of the, it didn't it's happen plausible categories. But there's just so much that, I don't know. Like, the, like my... My brain wants me to be skeptical about this one, but I just, for some reason, can't bring myself to be completely skeptical about just it. Just because there's so many witnesses. There are tons of witnesses. And uh, like, like you said, not everybody <laughs> saw something, but a lot of people did see something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, this one, I just got to throw up my arms and be like, I don't know. Yeah. If anything, I tend to fall on it happened. I really do. I hate saying that for some reason mm-hmm. because I feel like... I should be taking a skeptical point of view, but I'm just not. The thing is, there's no real clear scientific explanation. No, but that's religion. Religion, right. you're supposed it's faith-based. It's not science-based, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Something I would, happened. I would love. <laughs> I'm going with something If I happened. had a time machine, I would love to go back there and see that. Witness it yourself. Uh, it just sounds so trippy. Like mm-hmm. everything turning colors, like a kaleidoscope of colors, totally the sun Woodstock. dancing around in the sky. <laughs> but yeah, if you look online, if you do an image search for Fatima, there's tons of pictures of the crowd hmm. there. And there's like the one I showed you where they're all looking at a, a certain direction. I'm the, going with something happened. I just can't explain. Yeah, I'm going with something happened too, but I can't explain it either. Yeah. 
Hmm, it's interesting though. Yeah. So that is part one. Next time we're gonna dive into the prophecies. The three, supposedly the three prophecies that were given to the children. Okay. And that's gonna it ties a lot in with the Vatican hiding, possibly hiding stuff. And that's really interesting. Like the, the, the Fatima prophecies are interesting. So that will be the second part of the Fatima story. So let us know what you guys think. What happened in that field mm-hmm. that day? Was it a miracle? Was it a hoax? Was it mass hallucination? I don't aliens. know. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> Bigfoot, you probably can't tie yeah, into this. Yeah, I can't tie Bigfoot into this one. But, <laughs> but UFOs, I could see aliens doing that. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. But appealing to what they think the people would fall for or not but what fall was the, what for, was but the be drawn point? What to? was the point? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they were just bored. Maybe they were recording data. <laughs> they could have been. Maybe it was an experiment. They could have been. I don't been. know. I don't know. Why do aliens do anything they do? That's true. Why are they, why are they <laughs> Who knows what looking their people's butts? Is. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. We're doing butt stuff up but, here, but we don't know <laughs> let why. Let know what you guys think of Fatima, of the miracle of the sun. Hmm. Good stuff. We're an hour and 20. Okay. It was a shorty. That was a shorty. But, but we okay. we have a lot of stuff we haven't done in recent episodes. Yes. Like questions and song stuff and jokes and whatnot. Whatnot. Are you pulling up questions? I am. Jim and I are trying Blue Apron. Oh, nice. We really like it. Really? The food has been really, really good. I just, that's too much cooking for me. Maybe if I try them enough and and talk about it enough they'll hear it and become our sponsors because i've heard other podcasts have blue oh yeah there's other podcasts i do but like i said i just feel like that's so crass like i like it depends on how you bring it up what like blue apron like i said i I don't want to be like you know talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. talking about the uh i don't want to be reading a talking about the yuba five and being like yeah that probably guy probably wouldn't have starved to death in that cabin if they would have had blue (laughs) apron came to the door no god that would be that would be horrible Uh, no, they, I, and I would only want a sponsor of something that I'm really, truly into and something that I would actually, truly recommend to other people. Should I do a joke? No, I got the questions. Up. Okay. Questions, plural. We'll, we'll do three of them. Oh, all right. Question number one from Anonymous. Wow. Would you rather find a $100 bill every day on the ground or have 30 minutes every day where time freezes, but you are free to move around? Hmm. 700 bucks a week. I'm going with 100 bucks just because I'm broke right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so broke right now. That just sounds amazing to me to have 700 bucks a week. And I'm thinking that's actually not that much money. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it um, is. When I had to save up, when I had to save long? up all week so I could buy McDonald's this morning, coming here oh, seven hundred bucks yeah, is a I lot guess. of money. So, what was the second choice? Thirty minutes every day where time freezes, but you are free to move around. It's only thirty minutes, <laughs> and that's the thing. That would be cool in hostage situations where you could sneak in and punch the bad guy. And yeah, I can't think of a need for that in my day to day life. No, I guess I'd go with the money too. A hundred bucks on the ground every day. But it would be cool being able to like stop bad stuff from happening but you have you have a 30 minute span yeah and i don't feel like i live in a place where there's bad like stuff poor happening all uh the time. poor gabby that got killed mm-hmm. there's nothing you could really do no, because it was away. already done or yeah. hand alec baldwin a gun that doesn't have a live <sighs> round in it oh, like i gosh. hear i hear like i hear he's kind of a jerk in I real life too, but, but he... i don't wish that on anybody no. oh my god he's no. gonna be traumatized yeah. for the rest of his life yeah from this and he, he, what a he's, horrible thing. He's always the sweaty balls guy to me. 
from Saturday Night Live. On the NPR radio. On the NPR, yeah. So I felt horrible for him. Yeah, but then, I then feel got, horrible about that whole situation. Yeah, and then the awful. Gabby story. With, yeah, at least Brian's dead. People, there's I kind of want him to pay for it. There's people that think that he killed someone else and like mm. is making it look like him or... And that his it's parents, DNA, it's turning into all these conspiracy theories. His remains were skeletal, so they had to use part of his, it had to be some kind There's of. There's still people making up. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going down that road. No, I'm not either, but that's just like a sad situation. Then we got the whole thing really with the, the baby that was missing in Milwaukee, like and that whole situation murdered. and found yeah. after being shot in the head. These are all situations we would not have been able to. No, because we don't, a hostage minutes. situation, yeah. Like something that's happening right there. Yeah. I'm going with the money. I am too. I, I use the 30 minutes to like do nothing. Stuff like that. Be always like lying around. Stuff like that always makes me think of that. It was like a new episode of the Twilight Zone from like the 80s or 90s whenever they did that where somebody had the power to stop time. Mm. And at the, at the end of the, you know, they do all this stuff to stop time. And at the end, uh, the Russians, of course, I think it was the Russians are dropping nuclear bombs on us and they mm. stop it right before the, the bomb hits the ground. And then it's like, how can you start it again? Right. Start time again when the bomb is going to explode right there in your hometown where your family is. You know, but I I would like the time-stopping ability, I guess. If I thought I'd do something productive with it, but I doubt I would, so. I probably wouldn't either. I'd just take the money. Yeah, seven, 700 bucks a week, I'll take that. So yeah, we're going, Krista and I are going with the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next question. What show are you the most proud of that you have never watched one episode of? Um, oh, name any reality show. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I have watched an episode of The Bachelor when it first came out, or I have watched an episode of Big Brother when I, so, you know, I haven't watched those shows since then, but, yeah. so I can't even say that. Um, I've never watched an episode of any of the Real Housewives of any location oh ever. No. And yeah. I'm very proud to say that yes. because I cannot handle stuff like that. No, I was actually going to annoy you and say Seinfeld because I've never seen a <laughs> whole episode of Seinfeld. Oh, but that doesn't annoy no, me. No, Seinfeld is more... It's so good, though. Seinfeld is... I don't like Seinfeld. I don't know. I just have this weird bias against friends in Seinfeld. Mm. I don't know what it is, but... I am more proud that I have not seen any of the Kardashians mm. or any of the real housewives of mm-hmm. Sheboygan, Wisconsin, or whatever <laughs> whatever they're up to now. We so no, I am those. super glad I never watched. I did see a couple. I saw a couple episodes of the Jersey Shore. Mm. Uh, so I can't say. I've never watched full episodes of those. I think things. I've seen like one full episode of the Jersey Shore because nothing else was on that yeah. day. But I've never I'm, legitimately watched any of the Real Housewives. Stuff, I'm going though. with the Kardashians and Real Housewives because that those shows like that are just garbage. I am sorry. Rich people problems. That is totally rich people problems. And our last question: How many different places have you lived? Krista's. I'll I'll do mine right away. Oh I've, crazy. I've, Jim and mine's... I did a count the other day, and it was like, <laughs> oh my god, we're we're like vagabonds. I'll count in my head. Okay, mine has only been Manitowoc, but I lived in Two Rivers for a time, which is basically like right outside. So Manitowoc. different apartments or different cities? Oh, where have I lived? Right. I, uh, different cities for me. It's only Manitowoc and Two Rivers, which you is count right your down home, the road. home like where you grew up. If you're counting homes, one, two. Three, one, two, three, four, five, six. Three different homes, three different apartments. 
15. God. <laughs> are you like on different. the run for Are you like uh, <laughs> Well, I've been here now. Are you on the run from the FBI or Four something? 4 years. Um when we were in our 20s, I, I swear we moved like once a year it, it seemed like different cities, different apartments. Yeah, I think you at have least a gypsy 15. soul. You do have I, a gypsy soul. I'm not that way though. Like I now as I'm older, I'm like I'm ready to We'll probably be here for another five years, maybe. Oh, I love this place, though. Yeah, this is this is good. Yeah, huh. it's not our forever home, though. So we will move again. Really? Yeah, we want to be more. Oh, in you guys want to be out in the country? Yeah, we yeah. want acreage. But no, good questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three different apartment buildings, three different homes, and just Manitowoc and Two Rivers, which is right down the road from Manitowoc. Dang, I've been all over. Yeah, Whitewater, Milwaukee, Cudahy. Cut a hay. Bayside. Dang. Waukesha. Up north, a couple different places, yeah. Wow. Okay, on to our song choices. Oh, wait, okay. Joke or no? Do the joke after the song after choices? After the song okay. choices. Our theme this week was a song by a celebrity. Sluttery. It's like I've been drinking. A song from a celebrity. Or actor. You or said actor. actor. Actor or celebrity. Okay. Did I say actor? What's the difference, yeah, really? Yeah, actor or celebrity. Okay. Um, and it was easier for me than I thought it would be. There's actually a couple I thought of because there's a song uh, by, shoot, it it's the side band of the Snow Patrol singer. That doesn't but help But there's me. a, they have a song called Get on the Road, which he sings with, and, and I, she's one that I just, we've talked about it. I can't stand her for some reason, and I don't know what it is, Zooey Deschanel. Oh, Really? No, she bugs me. Like I, like I don't Zoe. like her. I don't like her, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. Uh, I thought of her too, but I actually don't really get into her music. Yeah, but she sings this duet with the singer from Snow Patrol called, okay. and it's called "Get on the Road," and it's one of those songs that I've loved. And then all of a sudden, it was on a show. I want to hmm. say Sons of Anarchy, or what's a show with a guy that's drinking himself to death? Um, a show where a guy's drinking himself. Not Sons of Anarchy. Not Sons of Anarchy. I don't know. Uh, you get listeners will know what I'm talking about. Mm. It's like the whole point of the show is he's drinking. I think so. Hmm. Show. Like a television show. Guy drinking. Not leaving Las Vegas. That's a movie. Maybe I'm completely off on what the plot (laughs) of that show is. No, it's not. Leaving Las. Maybe he's not drinking. Maybe he's just alcoholic. But it's. uh, Darn it. William H. Macy. Oh, shameless. Shameless. Yeah, he's just an alcoholic. Oh, but he's not he drinking He really enjoys to... being an alcoholic. Oh, okay, but I think he's not this trying was, to die. I think Get on the Road was either played on hmm. there or something. Interesting. But that's not my song, but that, that's one that I thought of. <laughs> okay. But my song, which I never in a million years thought is a song that I would like, uh, this guy was in the news really recently. Okay. He is known for his goofy ass singing style. Jack Black? No. Damn. Think goofier ass singing oh, style. Goofier than Jack Black? Yes. He just went into space. Oh, William Shatner? It is the Shat. <laughs> it he is. He mostly talks. But it I don't is, know if you call that singing. Uh, back in 2004 or 2005. I forgot he like had a record or whatever. In 2004 or 2005, he, oh yeah, he did Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm. And it's just so goofy the yeah. back in the day. But in 2004 or 2005, he did a cover version of a song from 1995 by the band Pulp. It's their song, Common People. And it was a good song. And somebody, 
I heard this on trivia when we were playing trivia because they play, it's a college radio station. So they play music while we're figuring out the questions. And I'm like, what is it? I'm like, obviously it's William Shatner, but I'm like, this is actually really good. And I never thought I would say this about a William Shatner song, but this song rocks. It's him, uh, Ben Folds from Ben Folds five and Joe Jackson, who did the song stepping Mm. out in the eighties. It's like, it's just a weird trio, but it's William Shatner doing a cover of Pulp's Common People, and it is so good. Hmm. Like, I love this song, and I listen to it in my car all the time. And he's doing his goofy-ass speaking the lyrics instead of singing them. But then I think Joe Jackson comes on and, like, sings the chorus and stuff, and it's actually really good. Hmm. And it's a song that I love. So my song is William Shatner's version of Common People. All right. William Shatner did not even cross my mind. <laughs> It's funny because now as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I, this is such a weird thing about me, but I'm a huge Doris Day fan. Like, I love her movies. And she's a singer, so I totally could have picked a Doris Day song or any Elvis song because he's an actor and also a recording artist or was. Um, but what I went with was something a little more modern. Uh, I went with the song Hurricane. Good song. By 30 Seconds to Mars. Yes, that is a good song. Which is Jared Leto's band. And Jared Leto, I think, is a phenomenal actor. <sighs> I hear lots of bad things about him. I've just heard some bad things about him lately that he's I've never heard before. He's got this weird cult before. thing going on. See, Don't know I, if that's true or not, but he's got like this cult thing going on. And Well, it's the 30 Seconds to Mars thing though, right? No, it's like this weird cult in the desert that he's got, like this group he's got. I don't know. I just hear... there's a camp every year that they do for yeah, fans. Yeah, but I just hear, I hear super sketchy things oh, about him I haven't lately. heard any of that. Yeah. Well, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. And I the loved music my is so-called good. life when my oh. so-called life was on. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, that was before I had cable, so I always wanted to watch it, and I never could. Oh, that <laughs> was a good I was show. deprived. Anyway, but, it's a good song. It's yeah, a Hurricane, very interesting like 30 video. Seconds to Mars are good. Yeah. They're, they're one album. I can't think what it's called off the top of my head, but it has... Uh, this means war on it. And I think that's stuff. the name of the yeah. album. Yeah, but this it's just—it's like a good album. Yeah, that is a great. So album. totally, totally down. Rhonda would appreciate. She would. Rhonda and Britt would both appreciate mm-hmm. Jared Leto. If you've ever seen the video, it's uh very sexual. It is very sexual. <laughs> uh, There's some BDSM happening in that video, but it's a good song. But yeah, so. Jared Leto and William Shatner, you guys need to do a, a duet. duet. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we'll post those in the group. And You're right, though. I have heard some, I've seen some weird headlines about him lately. Yeah. And I would also like to mention, somebody asked us who our celebrity, like, crush was. And I said, um, oh, what's his name now? Oh, I can't think of his name. Who did I say was my celebrity crush? Call. Katie Holmes? I don't remember now. Crap. How am I not remembering his name? Because I almost want to take it back because I've seen some really disturbing things about him now in the... <laughs> it could have been Katie Holmes or Yvonne Stravosky because I love her. Oh, what is his name? Hold on. Man from Uncle. I have to actually look it up because... For next time, I know I saw this on our list. Army ne- Hammer. Yes. There's some weird stuff with him like, too. Like abusive stuff. And cannibalism. Yeah. And like really weird stuff. Yeah. So I'd like to retract that because I didn't know any of those things. For about next him. time, because this was on the list, I saw this and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'll have a field day with this one. But our next one will be a singer you have a crush on. Oh, this, oh God. Yeah. So how, that'll be the next how one. How many choices was, do you get, Kurt? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I get so many for you. I'll do two maybe. But next one will be singer you have a crush crush on. on. Actually, mine's easy. We'll do that next time. Let's see. 
Yeah. Is it William Shatner? No. No. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to post the the video <laughs> for Shatner. some fan put together a video for his common people version with clips from the old Star Trek. Oh. And like the stuff on screen like mimics what the saying and the lyrics and it's actually super good. So I'm going to post that in the group tomorrow when we release this episode. Sweet. So on to Pickle Joke. Oh, Pickle Joke. I grabbed the other book. Hit me with this. Make me laugh. Oh, well, I, no guarantees here. Um, should you ever eat pickles on an empty stomach? No, you should eat them with your mouth. No, always use a plate instead. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Why didn't the pickle cross the sandwich? Why? To keep from coming through the rye. That makes no sense. They're just so dumb. I'm going to read one of these. Um, what did the baker say when he found the dough he'd lost? What? That's just what I needed, but it's spelled K-N-E-A-D. Oh, okay. That one is funny. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> that one is funny. Better than the pickle jokes. Yeah. Always better than the pickle jokes. All right. I think that's everything. Are we ready to wrap this one up and start our... <laughs> Are we ready to stop? <laughs> ready to stop and then start our dazed and confused I'm so side excited sessions. about that side session. Um, finish your sucker. Your sucker's no, still sitting over there. Your nasty, going in the garbage. Your nasty, spicy tomato watermelon... Ugh painful tongue I'm sucker. I'm going to let Jim eat the rest of this Kit Kat and when oh, I go up there, the rest throwing of the, sucker. the suckers away. I should give one to Lucy. Oh my God. <laughs> she would poop on me. Those are so nasty. She um, immediately starts sneezing and like she drink some water. So there you go. Fatima. There's going to be part Fatima, two. if you're like or us. Or Fatima, <laughs> which sounds like an oatmeal. Uh, but then we're going to have part two next time talking about the prophecies of Fatima and... Two of them are pretty much Fatima. known. Fatima. <laughs> Two of them are pretty much known. A lot of speculation about whether the third one is actually known. Okay. One thing that's interesting. No, I'll get into that in the next one. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll you curt all of yourself? you until the next episode. You all just got curted. So from Krista and I <laughs> in the strange cellar, until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.